welcome to season two of First Chapter Wednesdays with Miss Jade. So on today's episode, we will be reading the first chapter of How I Became a Ghost, a Choctaw Trail of Tears story by Tim Tingle. This will be part of a partner set that focuses on historical fiction. I hope you enjoy the beginning of this awesome story. Chapter 1, Talking Ghost, Choctaw Nation, Mississippi, 1830. Maybe you have never read a book written by a ghost before. I am a ghost. I am not a ghost when this book begins, so you have to pay very close attention. I should tell you something else. I see things before they happen. You are probably thinking, I wish I could see things before they happen. Be careful what you wish for. I'm 10 years old and I'm not a ghost yet. My name is Isaac and I have a mother and a father and a big brother, Luke. I have a dog too. His name is Jumper and he is my best friend. We go everywhere together. We swim in the river together. We chase chickens together. Make sure Jumper does not catch any chickens. My mother always yelled this from the back porch. Why can't Jumper catch chickens? I asked my father one evening as we sat on the porch watching the stars. That's your mother's rule, he said. But why? Because Jumper won't wait for the chickens to be cooked, he said. He'll chew the chickens and choke on the bones and the bloody feathers. Would you want to eat bloody feathers? No, I said. Good rule. Then make sure Jumper follows it. Okay, I said, which means okay in Choctaw. Jumper and I, we take long walks in the woods together. We tug weeds from the cornstalks together, and we spend the day and the night together. No dogs in your bed. That was another rule of my mother's, but Jumper was smart. He waited until my mother fell asleep, and then he climbed under the covers with me. In the morning, when he heard my mother making noise in the kitchen, he jumped out of bed. Maybe she knew Jumper broke the rule. Maybe she smiled and let him get away with it. She was a good mother, and we had a happy life mostly. I had too many chores and not enough free time, but I knew if I could just wait till I grew up, I'd have all the free time I wanted. Then came the day that changed everything. Without any warning, I saw the ghost. I also saw the things before they happened. My father rose early that morning, long before sunrise. He left the house while it was still dark. He carried his shotgun and his bag of shotgun shells, so I knew he was going hunting. I finished my chores and started tossing mud balls against the barn wall. Jumper barked and chased the mud balls, but only for a little while. I'm bored, Jumper said. Let's chase chickens. We were on our way to the chicken pen when I saw my father coming home from the woods. He was carrying only his shell bag and his shotgun, so I knew something was wrong. Usually he returned with a wild turkey or sometimes a deer. He never returned from a hunting trip with nothing. He walked through the back door and I followed him. He didn't say a word to me, just held up his hand to let me know I should stay outside. I listened through the door. We must move, my father told my mother. What do you mean we must move, my mother asked. You better move. Go back to the woods and catch us something to eat. She was laughing. No, said my father, and he was not laughing. There is treaty talk in town. We must move. I was only 10, but I knew what treaty talk meant. It meant the Naholos wanted something. Naholos were people that lived a few miles away. They were not Choctaws like us. 
We were nice to them and they were nice to us. But treaty talk always meant something else. And that something else was never nice. My father took my mother by the hand and she gave him a strange look. He led her to their room, closing the door behind them. I was afraid of treaty talk and I didn't want to listen, not anymore. Maybe it will all go away, I thought. You never know when your life is about to change. Treaty talk is why I became a ghost. The sun rose high in the sky, and I knew Mother would have lunch ready soon. I was wrong. Everything about this day was wrong. My father and mother kept talking, and even I even thought I heard my mother crying. I waited on the front porch till Luke came home for lunch. He was 12 years old and never helped around the house. I had to do everything. Okay, sometimes he helped, but never enough. What's going on? Luke asked. Mom and Dad are talking. Dad said there's treaty talk. Oh no, said Luke. Ugh, that means lunch will be late today. I'm not waiting around. He left to play stickball with his friends. See what I mean? I circled the house and sat beneath the window of my parents' room so I could hear what they were saying. My mother was crying, and she never cried. We have to be ready to go, my father said. Where will we go? My mother asked. A long way from here. The treaty has already been signed. We have until spring but we should get ready to move. We had no lunch that day. I fell asleep on the porch and Jumper rolled into a ball against my belly. When my mother finally stepped outside, the sun was peeking over the pine trees, ready for the moon to take over. Come with me, she said, taking my hand. Jumper trotted beside us. Where are we going? I asked. My mother said nothing. We walked through our garden of tomatoes and winding bean vines. We crossed the cornfield where all the stalks were brown and dying. The evening air was already crispy cold and winter was coming. As we entered the woods, we met Luke walking from the river. He seemed upset. Luke, take Jumper home, my mother said. Tell your father we will be home soon. Luke nodded without saying a word. He already knows what this is about, I thought. We stepped from the woods and came upon a gathering of 20 old Choctaw men gathered up and down the riverbank. I knew these men. They were the oldest men in town and they were our friends. We had supper at their homes and we knew their families. One of the old men was Mr. Jonah. He lived with his wife not far from us. As we watched, Mr. Jonah took off his shirt and rubbed his back against a tree trunk. The tree was old, older than he was, and the bark was sharp and cracked. Mr. Jonah moved up and down, rubbing his back against the tree bark. His skin was dry and wrinkled. The bark cut into his skin and he started bleeding. Blood dripped from his back and covered the ground at his feet. His face was still as a stone as if he didn't feel the pain, but I knew it had to hurt. Mother, I asked, what is he doing? Shh, my mother whispered. Don't talk. Just watch. Soon, all of the old men started rubbing their backs against the trees. When their backs were ripped open and bleeding, they sat in a puddle of their own blood. One man patted dirt on a friend's back to stop the bleeding, but the bleeding never stopped. Okay, I should tell you this. Do not be afraid. This is how things are. When you will soon be a ghost, sometimes you see people before they are ghosts. You see how they will die. I didn't know it yet, but whenever I felt a warm shiver, I was about to see something no one else could see. I felt the warm shiver. I closed my eyes. When I opened them, Mr. Jonah was sitting by the tree. Suddenly, 
his hair burst into flames. He screamed and waved his arms. He fell rolling to the ground. His arms were skinny logs and flames shot from his fingers. No one moved to put the fire out. I tried to run to him, but my mother held me tight. I jerked my arm free, took two steps, and stopped. Mr. Jonah sat with his back against the tree. His back was bleeding like before, but his white hair fell over his shoulders. No burns on his arms. No burns anywhere. The flames were gone. I looked at my mother. I was the only one to see the flames. They were flames for another day, a day that would soon come. If I was already a ghost, I might expect to see something like this, but I was not a ghost. Not yet. Mother, please tell me what is happening, I said. These men are saying goodbye to their home. But they live in town. Their homes are in town. My mother gripped my hand tight. Come on, she said. There is more to see. I hope you enjoyed the first chapters of How I Became a Ghost by Tim Tingle. Told in the words of Isaac, a Choctaw boy who does not survive the Trail of Tears, How I Became a Ghost is a tale of innocence and resilience in the face of tragedy. From the book's opening line, maybe you have never read a book written by a ghost before. The reader is put on notice that this is no normal book. Isaac leads a remarkable foursome of Choctaw comrades, a tough-minded teenage girl, a shape-shifting panther boy, a lovable five-year-old ghost who only wants her mom and dad to be happy, and Isaac's talking dog, Jumper. The first in a trilogy, How I Became a Ghost thinly disguises an important and oft-overlooked piece of history. I hope you will consider adding How I Became a Ghost to your to-be-read list. Thanks for listening.